Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As y'all already know, going from Orlando, Florida to Star City in Russia in the early 2000s was a bit of a shock. The gray buildings, the summer mosquitoes, no air conditioning, the endless bowls of soup. Sometimes it all became too much. I longed for just a few hours with my family, my friends, my dogs. And then one day, I arrive at this house in the middle of Star City. I walk down some steps and open the door. And I cannot believe my eyes. Right there in the middle of Russia is an old-time American dive bar. There's a jukebox, whiskey, Chris Hadfield on the guitar, the whole shebang. I am in heaven. doing shots, shooting the shit. And I begin wondering, how on earth did I end up in an American bar with NASA astronauts and a walled-off Russian military town in the middle of a forest? Main engine start and lift off. The launch of a rocket carrying the first stage of the International Space Station. In this final episode, 
We tell the story of how the Americans and Russians overcame 70 years of Cold War. Within six years, the station will be a virtual village in the sky, with people living and working in space. To build humanity's most expensive and ambitious piece of real estate. All these nations are coming together to utilize technology, not to blow up humanity. And how I nearly got to go. And this 23-year-old Southern boy wants to be more than a pop star. He wants to be among the stars. And he's one step closer to achieving that dream. I'm Lance Bass, and from Kaleidoscope and iHeart and Exile Media, this is The Last Soviet. The collapse of the USSR in 1991 changed the world. One political scientist called it the end of history. Francis Fukuyama argued that the end of communism might presage what he called the end of history. The end of history. The great ideological battles between East and West, between communism and capitalism, were over. Or so the story goes. In space, the end of the Cold War was a massive opportunity for America to finally catch up with their old enemy and to create a symbol for a new era of peace and cooperation. In 1993, Russia joined the United States and its international partners in the largest cooperative space exploration effort in history. In September 1993, America and Russia announced to the world that they were going to build a space station together an international space station. By joining our efforts, we are able uh, to create a whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. I was in the room. I think we all recognized we were seeing something of historical significance in the idea that the former Cold War adversaries were going to pledge to try to work together. That's John Loxton, professor of space policy at George Washington University. Wasn't a done deal yet. There are a lot of obstacles that had to be negotiated out of the way. And we got the brain trust of everybody that had ever worked with the Russians to help promote this. Ken Reitler again, the guy from the last episode who helped Sergei choose his breakfast cereal. Ken knew that if this mad idea was going to work, he'd need one thing. And the first request that I made was to have Sergei work for me. Sergei had returned from his flight with NASA and was now back home in Russia. Welcome home, Discovery. Prekrasna i dobro pozhalovit, Sergei. You've paved the way for a new era of cooperation in human spaceflight leading to our international space station. Great job. He had a lot of sway on the Russian program. He understood how to build space stations, which we didn't. He knew more about space stations than maybe all of NASA put together. He'd spent almost an entire year on one. He was the guy you wanted for this job. We would work together on every aspect. Ken in Houston and Sergey in Moscow. What kind of language we were going to speak, what kind of clock were we going to work on Moscow time, or were we going to work on Houston time? What kind of food would we eat? Chicken with prunes or burgers? But it wasn't just the dinner menu that needed to be hashed out. They needed to talk about how they were going to build the damn thing. Because this is not just another better space station. What they had in mind would be four times the size of Mir, the Soviet space station. It would be the size of an entire football pitch. And it would be a group project, 
made of thousands and thousands of parts. Some made by Russia, some by America. And they would all have to fit perfectly and be assembled in space. When the whistle blew, orbiting hard hats, Jerry Ross and Jim Newman got right to work, becoming the first car-carrying members of the Union of International Space Station Workers. And over the next two years, it grew piece by piece into a six-bedroom house weighing about 320 cars. They passed over a brilliant lightning storm over Africa, didn't even see it because they were so engrossed in their work. With more than 50 computers and eight miles of cable to make the thing run, a triumph of diplomacy and engineering. The International Space Station is the largest ever peaceful technological cooperation. And in 2000, at the turn of the new century, the International Space Station was ready to receive its first ever crew. The first crew of the International Space Station arrived at their new home for the next four months. From the American side, Bill Shepard. And from the Russian side, Yuri Gazinko and Sergei Krekalev. Station commander, NASA's Bill Shepard, announced he would allow his Russian crewmate, Yuri Gazenko, to float over the threshold first. Their task was to bring the station to life. They have trained for a long list of chores, activating computers, life support systems, and the toilet, and repairing some failed Russian batteries. Now that they have arrived, the hard work of making their place in space shipshape begins. Since then, it has been constantly occupied by astronauts the world over. The first Japanese astronaut to live aboard the International Space Station. The German astronaut will be responsible for conducting about 40 experiments. This 53-year-old Swedish physicist has already visited the ISS for real. And Tim floated aboard, the first British astronaut on the space station. It is a remarkable technical and political achievement to create this facility as a partnership now among 15 countries and have it operate now for 23 years in the face of changing political relationships, particularly between the United States and Russia. This magical place is where I was training to go to, learning Russian, spending hours in flight simulators, until one day, it all went wrong. The NSYNC pop star's dreams of going to space have been crushed today, as funding for his trip has been thrown into question. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When I went to Moscow in 2002, it was two years after Sergei Krikalev had kick-started the International Space Station into gear. Two years after Putin took power. In Russia today, the clear winner of the Russian presidential election, Vladimir Putin, began to establish the Putin era. The street shootings. Law and disorder in the USSR. Professors hawking pies in the metro. I don't even know what I can do. I'm going to have to go back to the train station and spend the night there. The wild 90s. They were over. The Moscow I arrived in was shiny with optimism, riding high on the oil price boom and its promise of prosperity and stability. IKEA had opened its first store. Putin was hugging Tony Blair and Bono and Davos. We have cooperation today that would have been really unthinkable just a short time ago. Uh, first, I'd like to congratulate President Putin for being the only person that caught a fish today. There were NSYNC CDs in the shops. Fancy cocktail bars, Broadway-type musicals. All of a sudden, great wealth was in reach of a happy few. Wealth became fashionable. These were the new Russians. Russians with money. And just a reminder about why I was there in the first place. CBS wanted to do a reality TV show where contestants train as cosmonauts in Star City. And the winner gets to actually go to space. Well, they wanted the host of the show, that was going to be me, to have gone to space as well. This is the pioneering stage. You know, we don't know where it's going to go, but eventually everyone should and will have the opportunity to travel into space. So in 2002, I put my life on pause and started the six-month training. And I took it really seriously. I knew a lot of the people there thought I was just some dumb pop star. And I get that but I was determined to prove them wrong. So after training for the day, I spent most evenings watching the Russian version of Sesame Street. 
to pick up some Russian words. Pouring over space manuals, doing push-ups, slowly, I was getting there. And then one day, I get called in for a meeting with a Russian big dog from the space agency. And he says, look, Lance, you have to leave Star City. I'm like, what? What the hell are you talking about? He told me to pack up my gear and leave that very day. I left from Moscow confused, trying to find out what the fuck happened. Lance believes very much that he will fly, and we hope to have discussions in the next couple of days. It turned out the TV networks in Hollywood hadn't reached a deal with the Russian space agency. There were problems with the contract. This was a very strong message uh, from our Russian colleagues uh, saying, uh, hey, time is running out. Bottom line is, everyone had bailed on me. And I was learning this only now. There was going to be no reality TV show, no going to space, nothing. It was a dark moment in my life. I worked so hard, and suddenly it was all pulled away from me. I was crushed, but I was also pissed at my agents, at the TV networks. I was here in good faith training to be a cosmonaut, putting my ass on the line every single day, doing my part, and they didn't seem to care. So yeah, I was feeling pretty desperate, alone in a Moscow hotel room. But then the Russians reached out to me. They said, there is another way for you to complete your training, but it'll cost you $1 million out of your own pocket. That's right, $1 million. I know it sounds crazy, but I coughed it up. Okay, I wasn't going to space, but I would have that certificate. I would finish what I'd come here to do. So I went back to Star City for a few weeks and I finished the training on my dime for my own satisfaction. So today I can proudly say I am a certified cosmonaut. And I still hope to go back to Russia one day and finally fly to space. Even though now that dream seems further and further away. All right, our top story today, Russia has launched its invasion of Ukraine. Vladimir Putin has just addressed the Russian people moments ago, announcing what Putin called the start of a military special operation. Vladimir Putin is calling this a, quote, special military operation to protect Donbass. This morning, the International Space Station in political crosshairs as Russia retaliates against American sanctions. The head of the Russian space agency, Dmitry Rogozin, posting this video on social media, threatening to abandon American astronaut Mark Vandehei at the station. He's supposed to return home on a Russian ship in just three weeks. In February 2022, Putin upended the world order and space became a battleground once again. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, 
you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Russia invaded Ukraine in 2022, it felt like the three decades of relative cooperation between America and Russia had been a blip. And the International Space Station they operate together became a target. Russia's war is putting years of collaboration at risk, and the astronauts in the situation they did not ask for. Soon after the invasion, in a series of wild tweets, the then head of the Russian space agency, a man called Rogozin, actually threatened to crash the International Space Station into Earth. Rogozin also making an ominous threat that without Russian help to move the ISS away from space junk, the ISS would crash into America or other countries. Then he said Russia would no longer sell rocket engines to the U.S. On TV, he said, In a situation like this, we can't supply the United States with our world's best rocket engines. Let them fly on something else. They're broomsticks. I don't know what. He traded insults with NASA astronaut Scott Kelly, sparred with Elon Musk, Overnight, SpaceX firing back as it launched its Falcon rocket, carrying satellites to orbit. Time to let the American broomstick fly. It was all a bit unhinged. In autumn last year, an American and Russian crew arrived at the International Space Station. And one day as they were preparing to go for a spacewalk, they discovered a leak in their capsule. 
Russian uh, flight controllers and the flight controllers here at Mission Control in Houston have been noticing uh, a stream of particles coming out of the uh, Soyuz MS-22 vehicle. A small meteorite had probably hit it. A micrometeoroid, a tiny space rock just one millimeter across, but flying 15,000 miles per hour. And now there was a big problem. Temperatures inside the cabin could climb above 100 degrees during a return flight, potentially overheating flight computers. It meant that they couldn't get back to Earth as planned. Russian space officials determined the damaged craft is unsafe to fly, essentially stranding its crew. They were stuck. And as I record this, they're still up there, doing repairs, gazing down at the chaos below, wondering when they're going to finally come home. Sounds familiar, right? For the astronauts stuck in space right now, things might be hard. They're losing muscles, their bones are getting weaker, they're probably sick of peeing into a funnel, and of course they miss their families and the comforts of home. But more than that, the political situation is worrying. The station they're on is manned by Russia and America, who are not being friendly with each other right now. There are growing tensions between the U.S. and Russia following the downing of an American drone earlier. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin says his country will now station tactical nuclear weapons right on NATO's doorstep. This trip to Moscow also sends a strong message to Washington as tensions between both countries and the U.S. remain high. But these astronauts... They have a secret weapon. Someone on the ground who knows exactly what they're going through. Sergei Kriklev is the guy planning their rescue mission. Always there, always dependable, totally dedicated to the dream of space. This man who watched as his country collapsed 250 miles below him. Amid the chaos of street clashes, it was obvious that to reinforce their position, the hardliners would have to resort to violence. And today is trying to keep above the fray, above the chaos and the politics, to bring both American and Russian astronauts back home. Good evening, everyone. Welcome here to the launch pad and our live launch coverage of Soyuz MS-23 launching from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan, launching up to the International Space Station for a Roscosmos rescue mission, replacing the leaky Soyuz spacecraft up at the International Space Station. When I think about Sergei's story, it gives me hope. Because I believe that space can be a utopia, a place where the impossible happens, where a chemist from the Mars bar factory ends up going to Russia to be a cosmonaut. For the Russians, it was another small step. But for Miss Sharman and her British backup team, it had been a giant leap. Where a woman from suburban Australia becomes friends with Soviets floating in space. So I am such a happy person. I have been waiting two years to talk to you. Where a Vietnam War vet flies with his former communist enemy. We were both the same way. We wanted a peaceful world. We wanted a world in which People work together collaboratively for the good of humankind. A place that brings people together. Where you see things as never before. Oh my God, look at that picture over there. There's the earth coming up. Wow, is that pretty? On a truly cosmic, mind-expanding scale. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, 
a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. This dream of space is something Sergei experienced in his bones. As he wrote to his friend Maggie, From space, the Earth is like a map. But in contrast to a map, there are no borders seen. It is pleasant when there are fewer borders. People can rub shoulders, be friends, travel freely among each other, and get to know one another more. If rigid borders between neighboring people appear, then that will be bad. This is what space can do. It allows us to see our planet for what it is and all its complexity. To see the Earth, the human race, as one whole. But for all that, in order to understand everything and get used to it, it is necessary to return and plunge into this life. And then to come back and build something new out of the ashes of the old world. And the colors. Yuri Gagarin, first man to conquer space. Unbelievably beautiful. An electric blue. Tanks crushed cars like flimsy toys. Hammer and sickle is lured for the last time. An era comes to an end. We live in a different reality. To our international space station. Great job. Different reality. 50,000 feet. 50,000 The Last Soviet is a Kaleidoscope production in partnership with iHeart Podcast and Exile Media. Produced by Samizdat Audio. And hosted by me, Lance Bass. Executive produced by Kate Osborne and Mangesh Hadakador. With Oz Wolishin and Kostas Linos. From iHeart, executive produced by Katrina Norvell and Nikki Ettore. From Samizdat Audio, our executive producers are Joe Sykes and Dasha Lisitsina. Produced by Asia Fuchs, Dasha Litsitsinia, and Joe Sykes. Writing by Lydia Marchant. Research by Mika Golubowski and Molly Schwartz. Music by Will Epstein. Theme by Martin Orstrich. Mixing and sound design by Richard Ward. And special thanks to Nando Villa, Alyssa Pollock, Will Pearson, Connell Byrne, Bob Pittman, and Isaac Lee. If you want to hear more shows like this, Nothing is more important to the creators here at Kaleidoscope than subscribers, ratings, and reviews. So please spread the love wherever you listen. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. 
With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.